Welcome to the Move 100 Halifax Morning Podcast. Here are your hosts, Aaron Hopkins and Peter Harrison. Embarrassing injuries and your kids' TV shows that drive you crazy on today's podcast. Also, we'll talk about how Dalhousie recruited the Arkells to try and quiet down the big South End street party. Mm, was that ever going to work? Mm, not so successful. Uh, a Mr. Dress-Up documentary is in the works and a possible curfew for Halifax Corner Stores. Right now, though, your $1,000 minute advantage. The answer to question number 10 for the Tuesday, October 4th, $1,000 minute. The answer to question number 10 is Rotten Tomatoes. Starting your day with Halifax's favorite morning duo. Drinking nice coffee. Aaron and Peter. They're funny. They're hilarious. On Move 100. Good morning. It is Aaron and Peter on Move 100. Happy Monday. Hey. Welcome to October. October. Yeah. And then it got real cold. And then the the, the, the summer kind of what? Fall happened? I know. We had our first uh, frost advisory last night. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, it's happening. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, maybe some areas had frost, but uh, I don't think all that many places did. How was the weekend? Um, Kind of nice. I went <laughs> to a Wanderers game, which is terrific. On, oh, you did? Nice. Saturday. Nice. That was nice. Drove through uh, the early goings of the street party in the South End. Gosh. Uh, where people were, I was going up Jubilee, right around the party central area near <laughs> Jubilee Junction. Triple A. Triple A in Jubilee Junction. And uh, people, this, the kid walked out in front of my car, nowhere near a crosswalk, with a, a pint bottle in his back pocket. Oh, yeah. There's... Cool, man. <laughs> and then two other people saw what he did. Oh, there must be a crosswalk Why not? There. And then just walked right out in front. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you drove through that area at all. I didn't have a choice. Oh. My daughter lives in that general area, and, right. and I uh, had the dog, and I was dropping the dog off at the apartment before the soccer game. Jeez. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later on this morning as well. There's uh, lots of stories going around about the weekend here. It looked a little bit wild. Mm -hmm. So anyways, welcome to October. It's Monday. It's going to be a great week. The sunshine's going to be out later on. It is going to warm up a little bit, like 14 degrees later on this afternoon. So, hey, we'll take that. Uh, what the fact this morning, everything is about names. They all have to do with the names, including hurricane names. We'll get to that. Everything is bigger in Texas. We've heard that, except maybe names. Texas, that state, limits baby names to just, and I put that in quotation marks, 100 characters overall. They break it down as you can have 30 characters in your first name, 30 characters in your middle names, and your last name maxes out at 40 characters. Weird. A little bit. How about this one then? A British man changed his name officially to Tim Price. To make it harder for telemarketers to pronounce. <laughs> P P P P P P P R I C. Are you kidding me? No, it's for a real telemarketers. Thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, J. If you called someone a J in the past, like way back, mm -hmm. you were calling them a foolish person. It was slang for a foolish person. So, when a pedestrian, like that kid on Jubilee who walked down in front of me Saturday night with a pint bottle in his uh, back pocket, when a pedestrian ignored street signs. He was a jaywalker. Ah. Foolish person walker. Okay. Or a drunk. Yeah. One of the two. Mostly that, probably. And finally, <laughs> what the fact, hurricanes didn't get male names until Hurricane Bob in 1979. Up to that point, only female names were appropriate for hurricanes because they were so... Unpredictable. Oh, my God. Supposedly. Oh, like women. 
Wow. I, I, I didn't do it. Fiona? <laughs> Fiona. Fiona. Huh? Yeah. Unpredictable. Talk about, yeah. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Follow us. At Move 100 Halifax. And we want to hear all about your embarrassing injury. Fine. <laughs> Peter, you're starting here. Okay. Uh-huh. I'll start. Everybody else follow. You must have had an embarrassing injury at some point. Of I course. sprained my ankle in a movie theater. Puh. Whatever, right? <laughs> Except it was during one of our uh, our movie premieres, which were a big deal back in the day. We haven't done one for, for years. But, I mean, it was really the exclusive world premiere. And it really was because we were on the east coast of Canada of these movies that we would do. <laughs> so we had this reception before. We gave movie listeners a chance to go to this, you know, exclusive film I did the opening. Hey, welcome, everybody. Thanks for listening. Blah, 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 (laughs) blah. Sat down and watched the movie about, I don't know, a half an hour in or so. I had to pee. So I got up out of my seat. Excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me, pardon me. Got over. No, I knew I was in trouble, actually, just as soon as I got up. (laughs) But I got out to the aisle and started going up the sloped aisle at that point up to the the theater uh, or to the, to the, the restroom. And I just crumbled. I my foot was asleep, completely oh, no. asleep. I mean, asleep like never before. I couldn't move it. And you didn't realize? I didn't hurt. No. And I sprained my ankle. I mean, I went down to the ground. <gasps> I crumbled in a heap in front of everybody in the theater. Yes. Did anybody like ask if you were okay? <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. Just They're kinda just like, kind of like, uh, <gasps> oh, that's so. <laughs> What's wrong awkward. with that guy? There's nothing worse than falling in front of a big group of people. Yeah. 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 That's bad. And, you know, they, they just met you. It so was you, kind of bad, bad impression. You were okay, though. No, I wasn't okay. Was I, went, I had crutches. I mean, I, oh, had had to, crutches. I had to get it taped. I had to do the oh, whole geez. thing. I had to keep weight off of it. Man. And ever since then, that ankle has been vulnerable. <laughs> vulnerable. Vulnerable ankle. Vulnerable ankle, yes. It's a weak ankle right there. Oh, God. Embarrassing injury it's pretty in front of all these people. I've told you before, I I got myself stuck in a baby swing yes, one time. But I, yes. I, I truly did injure myself because it was like sausage rolls or something <laughs> trying to get through these leg holes. It was that little like leathery kind of yeah. seat on a baby seat. Yeah, and I bet my friend that I could fit it in. She's mm. like, no, you can't. I'm like, well, watch me. Well, I got in there. Once I got my legs through the holes, uh, yeah, I was stuck. I was panicking, screaming. People were stopping and asking if I needed help. I was screaming, call the fire department. Did <laughs> I they come? Cut out. No, no, no. Did they have to cut you out? No, I eventually got out, but it took a lot of people to help me get out of there. And, and it was some Vaseline? extremely embarrassing <laughs> because these full grown adults are like, what were you even thinking? Just lift her straight well. up. You get on that side, I'll get on this side. <laughs> Not a good luck. Not a good luck. Your embarrassing injury. We want to hear all about it this morning. Give us a call anytime at 451 1313. Okay. Uh, text says, a stupid teenager. I thought it would be funny to test the slippery banana theory. Uh, you know, Looney Tunes style. Oh, my God. Long story short, yes, they are slippery. And physiotherapists will laugh at you with no shame. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered. There's no way. Come on. I, well, just try They can't it. be that slippery. Come on, give it a try. Oh, it depends well, on the type of floor, right? It does. But, I mean, if, if leaves can be slippery. Oh, true. <laughs> I mean, they're not even wet. They're just... Yeah. Just sitting there, <laughs> then banana peels can be. And uh, let me see. Here's another text coming in. Keep them in, coming in. Yeah. Uh, if you've never texted us, it's 100-24-7. That's a text number. Two summers ago, I sprained my back jumping from a boat to an inflatable peacock. 
when you say it like that. Well, I, it's not necessarily the most graceful situation no. to be in. There were a lot of unicorns around this summer. Yeah, exactly. A lot of unicorns. Oh, my God, these huge unicorns. Huge unicorns. Yeah, I yes. bought one this summer, and they're pretty fun. But I brought it to my mom's house because she has a pool, so I brought it there. And then you it brought was a like huge a, unicorn to a pool? I shipped it to her house. Yeah. <laughs> Those what are, are those more huge like, ones? you know, big bodies of water yeah. things. No, they're cool. They're okay. really cool. Okay. Well, be careful because you can sprain your back <laughs> jumping from a boat to an inflatable one. Helen, your embarrassing injury, what happened? I took a group of grade 8 students to Upper Clements Park and wanted me to go on the flume. And, of course, they insisted that I go in the front so I would be the person to get the big splash. Oh, fun. But I thought it was, I thought it was a big joke that if I kind of ducked down underneath that the kid behind me would get the splash. Mm-hmm. Well, when we went down the hill, everybody slid forward, and I smashed my head inside and cut my head. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, but I, I mean, it just kind of bumped it, but, you know, head injuries. And then, of course, there's water, and everyone's going, oh, my God, and I've got this blood coming down my face. <gasps> All the kids are traumatized. <laughs> she cut her head. She cut her head on the Sisabu Sizzler <laughs> at Upper Clements Park. <laughs> Mornings with Aaron and Peter on Move 100. Hello. Join the show anytime at 451-1313. Okay, so from text, we got this one. Uh, at the beginning of August, I traveled with my family to the Magdalene Islands for my cousin's wedding. This was the first time meeting the majority of my family. And after an open bar... I tripped over absolutely nothing and face-planted and broke my nose. No! I walked into the house we were staying at covered in blood (gasps) and traumatized my poor 11-year-old son. Oh, that's a sin. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. What happened to Mom? Oh, my God. That's a sin. (laughs) Uh, Heather, good morning. Your embarrassing injury. Oh, my gosh. Well, my uh, now 16-year-old, he... uh, I was laying on the bed on my stomach, and he decided to come over and belly flop on top of me, and cracked a couple ribs when he did it. He was a he was a big seven year old, and I was laid up for gosh, it must have been at least two months. I could barely move. Oh my god! And the same child, when he was about one years old, I was sitting at my computer desk with him sitting on my lap with my legs crossed, and he decided to lunge off of my lap backwards. So to save him. I ended up landing on my shoulder on the floor and ended up having to go to physio. And it still bothers me to this day. Wow. And then my uh, daughter, now 23, uh, there one time when she was just, just a baby, decided to wake me up. We had like a handprint, like one of the those old school, like ceramic handprint things. Yeah. And she smucked me in the face and gave me my first black eye. <laughs> oh, my Atlanta. These are violent oh God, children right? you're raising here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they were destructive. <laughs> Mornings with Aaron and Peter on Move 100. What's trending? So by now, you've seen many videos and photos of homecoming over the weekend, Saturday during the day and into the night. Thousands of students were partying in the streets of the South End, uh, you know, around Jubilee, Jennings, Larch Street. Now, Homecoming would have been the weekend of Hurricane Fiona, but of course, (laughs) that couldn't happen. Uh, So in order for Dell to minimize the partying that went on this past weekend, they actually went to the Arkells for help. The Arkells were in Halifax playing a show on Friday night, and Dell reached out to them, and they made this video. All right, Dell. The administration reached out to us 
and they said they're concerned about the student body acting like a bunch of uh, degenerates this weekend. Something about homecoming. I don't know. Um, and they asked if we could help provide some good old-fashioned fun. So we're going to have a little scavenger hunt. We've uh, left three sets of tickets to our show at Scotia uh, Bank Center uh, tomorrow, and you can go find them right now. Go. I love the idea that this could potentially yeah. keep homecoming from Imagine. <laughs> Here's three free tickets. What that party would have been like. <laughs> If the Arkells hadn't taken up Dell's oh, offer here. Yeah. No, it didn't do a thing, obviously. No, it really didn't at all, but they tried. Uh, and speaking of the Jubilee area, those two iconic corner stores that serve up late-night pizza... Uh, they were trending over the weekend. AAA and Jubilee Junction, they've got some locals backing them up after a new proposed bylaw that could force them to close their doors hours before they normally do. Now, this is all to avoid, you know, the late night pizza stops when people have been out and drinking and then it causes noise and littering in the area. Now, according to Councillor Way Mason, the proposal would affect not only these two stores, but about 20 in the city uh, that would need to reduce their hours. They would operate from 7 a.m. to only 11 p.m. They say the issue is where the stores are. They're not in commercial strips. They're in residential neighborhoods, so it can cause a disturbance late at night. Now, a lot of people are, you know, defending AAA and uh, Jubilee Junction, saying uh, they make all their money past 11 p.m. The owner of AAA actually is speaking out, saying 70% of his business comes in after 11 p.m. And, quote, this will kill us if it happens. Are you sure it's not just these two stores you're targeting? Are you sure? It feels like it's just feels these two like stores, it. eh? Yeah. yeah. Hey, and uh, really cool news over the weekend. Mr. Dress Up is getting his own documentary, and Canadians are pumped up about this. Now, the documentary is coming to Prime Video. It's going to dive into the life and career of the legendary Ernie Coombs. The documentary is already in production and expected to be released next year on Prime. It's going to show never-before-seen footage and interviews with the Coombs family and employees of the show. So, mm-hmm. really looking forward to that. Casey Finnegan, the Tickle mm. Trunk. This tickle is Trunk. <laughs> Love it. And that's what's trending this morning on Move 100. Aaron and Peter, getting your day moving. Everybody was moving. Grooving today's best variety. Move 100. If you were a kid in the 90s, you probably grew up loving Barney, mm. right? If you were a parent in the 90s, maybe you have a different opinion on the big purple dinosaur. Maybe. He was everywhere, and it was a popular opinion to dislike Barney, because it kind of took over, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so not to the extent, though, that you would feel like doing Barney harm. No, Barney's never. Barney's so sweet. He is sweet. I'm a, I'm a Barney fan. I can't believe... There, so there's a new documentary coming out later this month, and it's about uh, the guy who played the voice of Barney, and he said that people had such a dislike for Barney that he would receive threats because That's of crazy, this. That's crazy, right? I and, mean, he was just a guy in a costume, and he was getting the threats? Yeah. And the documentary, though, it looks, it's kind of creepy. It's eerie. Take a listen. It just exploded. It was a cultural phenomenon. This is Barney, and this is what he sounded like. Barney stands for inclusion, acceptance. People couldn't accept that this was just a show, and, and so let the bashing begin. Say a word violent and explicit. Death and dismemberment of my family. Barney! They were going to come and find me, and they were going to kill me just the dark side of this whole moment. There was something larger going on here. I don't think you could ever think somebody would shoot someone. Shoot someone. This is going to just ruin ruin Barney for me. So was it his voice that annoyed people? Because his voice was kind of annoying. It must have been. And the fact that he just always 
is happy. He's always happy. <laughs> it's probably what got to Insisting people, right? Insisting that, that he loves you yeah. and you love him. Yeah, yeah. Well, eh. loves a little much, but... <laughs> Honestly, as a as a parent of kids who were watching Barney yeah. back in the day, I thought it was great. It didn't annoy you at all. No, it was a very wholesome show. Oh, and it had uh, you know kids on there who were very talented doing their thing. I I really liked it. Remember, we went to a live show. I think Universal Studios in Florida had like a live Barney show. Oh, really? Yeah, it was oh, great. Man. I mean, the kids at that age—they weren't scared. No, totally <laughs> enthralled. I mean. There's Barney. That's the real Barney. Ah, interesting. Okay. Was there a show that your kids watched that you didn't like as much? Man. Like I, it was either annoying or, you know what I mean? I thought that the whole, and still do, the whole Pokemon movies and oh. TV shows, those were like, those would drive me nuts. Why? So I, thought, I just didn't think it was like very good entertainment, that it was really, really bad animation, the very stuff that you didn't want your kids watching. You right. Know? So you were just kind of not a fan. It wasn't Sesame Street. <laughs> it wasn't Barney. It wasn't any of those educational type shows. Right. It was just, why? It was just part of marketing. It was mm. so you would buy the cards. It was so you'd buy yeah, the games. Yeah, it was like a phenomenon. Everybody was doing that, And still right? do. No, right? and I can't believe Pokemon cards are still a thing. Still a thing. I, that's shocking. I think there were three, like, in-theater movies that were the worst things that I had ever put my, <laughs> myself through. <laughs> and I had to be there. Yeah. I know I fell asleep during one of them. Oh, man. So Pokemon was this for you, the annoying show that your kids liked. Yeah, they were a little older than yeah. Barney age. Yeah, but yeah, the next age up, that's when you got into that sort of thing. So if you're a parent now, what is the 2022 version of Barney? The one that, you know, drives you crazy, drives all the other parents crazy when the kids are watching this show on TV all the time? Or maybe it was just something that stuck with you from your childhood back in the day that drove you nuts. But maybe you're getting together now with the other families on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, the friends of, the, the, the parents of the kids that, you, that the, your kids are hanging out with. <laughs> and the conversation just casually, organically goes to, oh, I, I hate that, that show. show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the kid's show for you that just drives you crazy? So we, we, we get back a few years to Caillou, which was uh, the one that everybody loved to hate sort of thing. I'm just- what was the problem with Caillou? It's that he was kind of a... Kind of whiny, kind of talked back. Yeah, whiny. Like, he was rude to his parents. Yeah. Uh, these days, <laughs> you have to, to look on uh, YouTube to find a lot of the shows because the kids aren't going to TV shows on TV necessarily. They're finding their favorite people on YouTube. Blippy. Blippy. Didn't, didn't know till this morning who Blippy was. Oh. And I now know what you're talking about. Uh, this text from the Glasgow says, at least Blippi's trying to be educational, but I can't get past his annoying voice and personality. <laughs> okay, so I looked him up just now. Haven't heard his voice, but he looks annoying. <laughs> He's, uh, he looks like a, a clown. He's kind of a clown, but he does do educational stuff. He goes right. to like a bakery and a chocolate factory, and he goes to a, a discovery center like place. And, but and he's a full on gr- grown up. He's a full on grown up. <laughs> he's doing this mostly himself. And word is that this guy is making nine million dollars a year from his YouTube oh, channel. Come on! There, if you didn't dislike him <laughs> before, uh. if you didn't know who he was, even <laughs> that might be uh, that might be enough to make you dislike him. Yeah, that's brutal. Uh, this text Teletubbies. Mm. 
like yeah. Teletubbies too. I love the Teletubbies, but I can see why people dislike them. Plus, they are a little bit creepy. And I don't know if you've ever seen the photos that go around the internet of like the behind the scenes of the Teletubbies. Yeah. And how terrifying they actually are. Like these suits that they're in are massive. Oh, really? You need to Google behind the scenes because oh. it'll just freak you out. Okay. I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. Uh, so tell us what, what shows that uh, are driving you crazy these days. We got a text saying just simply Coco Melon. So, uh, is that the one with the with the fruits and vegetables that bounce up and down? No, I don't think so. They're kind of like 3D animation. Uh, the, the text says the voices and mouths don't match up and there's weird background giggling. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm picturing something else, I think. So uh, <laughs> that one lives on YouTube for the most part as well. It was a British show that is now found on YouTube. All mm. right. So tell us, I mean, what is there? I mean, yeah. there was Barney. My daughter, this text says, was forbidden to watch Caillou. She would even tell someone she wasn't allowed to watch it if they put it on for her. Yeah, because he was so annoying. I'm not allowed to watch Caillou. <laughs> no Caillou! <laughs> Mornings on Move 100 with Aaron and Peter. Yeah, the, the kids' TV shows that just drive you wild. But this one, SpongeBob? No! Not SpongeBob. SpongeBob wasn't... Annoying, SpongeBob was, it? was and is hilarious. Yeah, I always liked SpongeBob. SpongeBob, one of those shows that the adults got the inside jokes that the kids never would. Yeah, that's so true. I love that. <laughs> Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning. It's Aaron and Peter on Move One Hundred. We've mm. been talking about uh, the big party over the weekend, the big homecoming party. I was saying, among other things, that if I was a twenty-year-old at that party, I would be there. But I would also be, oh, God, get me out of here. Yeah, I would not want to be there. I might <laughs> stay until, you know, it started to get dark and then find a place to to get you know, back to my apartment or to my residence or whatever. No way. It's <laughs> it's crazy. What was it, like 4,000 people were out on the streets? When did they start? Well, I was about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I was at my daughter's apartment, which is in the same general area. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were people already on the street partying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went to the uh, Wanderers game for 2.30, and as I was going up Jubilee, there's a crosswalk 25 feet away, but somebody walked out, a young man, right in front of me. He had a pint liquor bottle in his back pocket. Cool, buddy. That's really cool. And then moments later, someone said, oh, yeah, I can just cross the street here. I don't have to go to a crosswalk. And a couple walked out again in front of me. Yeah. And uh, that's the, yeah. It's it's scary and and a lot of people avoided the area knowing that that was going to happen. Of a lot course. of people drove through the area having no idea that it was going to happen. So I spent 5 years living on Larch Street and every time I knew homecoming was happening, I would get the heck out of there. I took my car, I got out of the cuz I'm thinking like if somebody was living on that street or whatever and let's say they work nights or something and they're getting home and and it's late and they need to drive mm-hmm. their vehicle into their driveway to get home, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Like you literally cannot get down the street. And that's been the one of the 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 complaints that people who live in the area have had for years. Oh yeah. And more and more of the buildings that used to be old family homes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are being made into apartments and are part of the the party. Not everybody on the no, streets, No, but the obviously. thing is, there are young families that live here, and that's what always got to me. Like, I get it. You're a student. You want to party, do your thing. That's fine. But there's a point where it's got to be respectful, right? And I felt horrible when I lived there. My next-door neighbor has, like, had three very, very young kids, and I went out there and talked to their, the dad, and he was like, yeah, no, when it's homecoming, 
the kids, they want to go outside and, and, and be playing outside in the front yard, but they can't. No. They, they can't go out there. So. I feel bad. Oh, actually, you know, a couple of comments from uh, Tim Busquet, uh, the, the, uh, the Halifax Observer. Is that the name? Examiner. Examiner. That's yeah. it. Uh, his uh, his online news service. Um, he a couple of things he tweeted out was that it's it's basically only a matter of time before there's alcohol poisoning involved or someone sexually assaulted, and that that those are very serious topics around what would have been mm-hmm. you know a fun night or fun day for a lot of people. Maybe those things have already happened. Maybe those things happened on on Saturday. We We're not seeing that. We right? have no so idea. We don't know. And dozens of arrests out of four thousand people carrying open liquor on the streets. Uh, well, we'll see in the end how many people actually got charged. His other good idea, though, was to change the name of uh, Jubilee Road to maybe Sober Street. <laughs> <laughs> so the people didn't feel they had to run out onto Jubilee Road and be jubilous. <laughs> Walking around with their pizza at 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. Yes, yeah, Sober Street. Road. <laughs> if only this were Sober Street, it would be so much different. Oh, so much different. Mornings on Move 100 with Aaron and Peter. I it. It's time to win some money. Let's play the $1,000 Minute for Colonial Honda on Roby. Hi, Dwayne Abbott. Yeah, we're still here. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. What'd you lose? I just thought I lost you. Oh, no, no, no. We no, dropped no. out there for a second. No, we're here. Okay, Dwayne, you are a first-time $1,000 Minute player, but you play all the time. So we've got got some high hopes here for you this morning. Dwayne, you get 10 questions, 60 seconds. Get all 10 right. You win $1,000. If you don't know the answer to something, just say pass. We can come back if there's time. But the first answer you give us is what counts, okay? All right. You're ready to play? Let's do this. All right, Dwayne Abbott, your $1,000 minute on move starts now. Dwayne, what talk show host starred in the 1998 movie Ever After, A Cinderella Story? Pat. Bill Gates co-founded what company? Microsoft. In the tongue twister, who picked a peck of purple peppers? Peter Piper. What is the singular form of dice? Die. The bones of what kind of extinct animal were found in a gypsum quarry in Milford in 1991? Dinosaur. If it's 1945 in military time, what time is it in standard time? 7.45. The bill is $120. How much are you and three friends each paying to split it evenly? 40 Pearl Harbor is in which U.S. state? Hawaii. What is a male deer called? Buck. What did Disney movie character had evil stepsisters named Clorinda and Thisbe? Cinderella. The talk show host who started Ever After, a Cinderella story, was who? Uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Okay, Dwayne, how you feeling? I don't know. Okay, let's go through the questions together. Uh, it was Drew Barrymore that starred in Ever After, a Cinderella story. Bill Gates co-founded Microsoft. Peter Piper picked a peck of purple peppers. <laughs> Careful. I was scared. A uh, singular form of dice is die. The bones of a mastodon were found in Milford. 1945 in military time. Military time, rather, is 745. Uh, $120 split by four people is $30 each. Uh, Pearl Harbor is in Hawaii. A buck is a male deer. And yes, Cinderella had the evil stepsisters named Clorinda and Thisbe. You and three friends. So there are four of you. $120, Thank you. $30 each. Dwayne Abbott, 7 out of 10 and $70 this morning. That's not too bad. Dwayne, later, player, yeah. later on today, we'll have that up on. Margarita. <laughs> 
We'll, we'll put that up on our podcast later on today on iHeartRadio, and uh, you can listen back, and we always give the answer to question number 10 on that uh, podcast as well. You Dwayne, don't be a stranger. It was your first time, but don't make it uh, be your last time, okay? Awesome, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dwayne. You hang on the line for us. Another chance to win a grand. It happens tomorrow morning when you play the $1,000 Minute on Move 100 at 8 o'clock. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning. It's Aaron and Peter on Move 100. We were just taking a look at the uh, Nova Scotia power outage map, mm. and boy, there are sure a few uh, power outages still <laughs> around the city. There are. I'm shocked. Number. Yeah, it's really quite surprising. Yeah, I'm it is. sure Nova Scotia power has its reasons why they're still out. But there are areas, especially in Dartmouth, if you look at the, the cities of Halifax and Dartmouth and go out to Sackville and Bedford, mm-hmm. Dartmouth is still the one that has more outages than any other area of the city. There's quite a few. Some of these places have been out. I mean, if you're, uh, let me see, around uh, Albro Lake Road in that general area, not right on Albro Lake Road, but some of the streets right very, very close to it. Yeah. Some people have been without power now since Friday night. Oh my god. A week ago Friday. Oh my and there it's expected that the, the power should be back on by eleven o'clock at night tonight mm. for, for many people. And not a moment too soon. I no, would think. honestly. Is it not surprising how dirty your house gets when you don't have oh, power? The dust? The dust and also you're spending a lot of time outside, or that was our experience. Yeah. And you're tracking stuff in. In through the house. And you don't have a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm living in filth right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it looks a little bit better since the power went on. But, you know, do you know anybody, by the way, who still doesn't have yeah. power? Especially if they live in the city, but maybe elsewhere as well. Maybe it's you. I was in Antigonish this weekend. And, uh, the, I mean, the damage down there is a whole lot more than it is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, what I couldn't get over were the convoys of power trucks. Oh, yeah. Unrecognizable to us because they're from... Maine or... Vermont. Yeah. Wherever, Connecticut yeah. in some cases. Yeah. Ottawa, too, and Quebec. And uh, But uh, like convoys of, of power trucks. We were, I was leaving just as it was getting dark last night. Oh, wow. And the trucks were finished for the day. Right. And several passed by or came up to an area where there were several convoys of five or six trucks that had mm. all been out there, accompanied by Nova Scotia Power... And a tree cutting service. Oh wow! That's the, the the amount of effort that it's taking to get one customer on at a time. Right. So Maybe it makes two sense. Or three at the most. That we're still, you know, getting back getting back to regular. Still five thousand outages across the province. Five thousand mm-hmm. separate outages impacting just over twenty four thousand customers. So do you know someone without power? Maybe you still don't have power since, I don't know, Friday. How you making out? Emily, how are you? Good. I'm just calling to let you know I'm still one of those people without power. <gasps> oh, man. Okay, so how how many days has it been? Uh, since Friday night, we have small children, age 3, 4, and 5. <gasps> uh, we have our camping stove set up, and that's how we cook every meal, and our propane lanterns. Wow. Uh, where do you live? We're in the Colchester area, so South Branch, towards the first Yeah. Okay. Holy man. So, so we're out right? of the city. Yeah. Are you the one person in that area that doesn't have power, or are there still lots of people? Uh, there's still lots of people, but they are out here working, so it's coming. But they're saying Tuesday night at 11. 
Oh, thank God for that camping gear you have. What else would you be doing, right? <laughs> yeah, we spend from the crack of dawn outside, and we come in when it gets dark, and we just all go to bed. Aww. Yeah, you're getting a little. I, we got a little more sleep when the power was out for sure. Yeah, it felt like a good yeah. time to go to bed at like eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and like my husband and I said, we've kind of enjoyed the break from social media and TV, like. We just because we have zero connection to the world because right. we don't have any of that data or anything where we are because the service is so hit or miss. But yeah, well, I'm sure you'll certainly look back at this time and what a memorable experience. <laughs> Fun, but let's never do it again. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's Aaron and Peters. Move morning mindbender. Let's talk about dreams. Recurring dreams. Mm. Do you have a recurring dream? 38% of us, that is a big, big number. 38% of us have had a recurring dream about this. What do you think it is? Call us with your guess at 451-1313 or text in your guess right now to 124-7. Okay, some text coming in. Falling. Don't you hate that? Yeah. Falling. I suppose that's a big one. I, I have falling dreams. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, being chased, this text says. Mm -hmm. Not being prepared for a test. Oh, yes. The worst. Being lost, your teeth falling out. I, you said that. That's, when a, I, that's a big one. I brought up that question and I laughed when you said teeth falling out. But we're getting a bunch of texts about this. If, it's quite common. Dreaming about your teeth falling out. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not it, though. Okay. Uh, this text, losing somebody in the fog. Huh. No. It's a Nova uh, Scotia dream. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> Winning the lottery, recurring dream of flying. Nope. This text, sex, and it's not your spouse. Uh-oh. No. No. Not it. No. Uh, a car accident or looking for a washroom, this text says. Does that wrap up the text? You gotta pee, yeah. Okay, so 38% of us have had a recurring dream about being back in school. Oh. Yeah. So not being prepared for a test. Maybe, kind of the same thing, maybe. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But 38% of us have recurring dreams about being back in school. Do you have recurring dreams aside from the whole falling thing? Falling. Falling. Um, I, I often have dreams about being in a play and not knowing my lines. Oh, yes. So the same sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, You're not prepared. Not prepared. I, I always have dreams, something to do with a train track. Like I'm often on a train track and I'm like running away because there's a train coming or something but it's bizarre and it I, I have it all the time all the time mm. so curious do you have recurring dreams and tell us what you dream about because we can dig into some of these dreams oh, and yeah. find out the deeper meaning behind your dream we are so much dream experts <laughs> for sure there's always a reason why you're having these dreams though right and so, there's always a website that can tell us what it that's means. exactly it so what is your recurring dream about give us a call let us know never miss a moment of Aaron and Peter on move 100 Halifax listen weekdays 5 30 to 10 and follow their podcast on iHeartRadio or we're Wherever you get your podcasts.